Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are going to do a mock draft episode. I've got Corey with me. Corey, how you doing? What's up, guys? I'm great. Had a day off, so I you know had to drink one for the farmers before noon today. Hey, that a boy. And we've got Walt. Walt now, so is it Walt or is it Walt Baby Love on this pod? Oh, it's Walt. Walt Just Baby Walt. Love's been, you know, hanging with the ladies. He's been on a long vacay. <laughs> that boy, WBL. All right, so we are going to uh, do a mock draft here, get you a little bit different voice coming at you here. The draft will probably, let's be real, it's going to start tomorrow night. Everybody will get their keepers in. I'll get all those, those players dished out. And then everybody's going to be like, all right, let's start, let's start, let's start. So, yeah, whatever. That's fine. We got nothing holding us up. So just another voice. Um, Kellen, Orico, and Ryan were very kind. They were able to get two pods out uh, with mock drafts. But we'll, we'll uh, let our feelings go here. And the unique thing about this group is none of us have any picks in these first two rounds. So this is a total, <laughs> totally unbiased look, um, you know, versus people who actually have some picks. So should be interesting. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the recent trades. So uh, why don't you start us off here, Corey, with Brendan getting DJ Chark and Landon Collins and giving up his 2023 second to Rich. Oh, let's see. I think Rich sent me DJ, DJ Shark and uh, I think it was Amari Rogers for two thirds. And I kind of like DJ Shark, but I was just like, I don't, they'd be like my sons and eighth best wide receiver. So I said, no thanks. But I mean, I think DJ Shark has the potential. You know, I think uh, James Williams is going to take a little time to get going in Detroit. So he's going to have an opportunity. Landon Collins, you know, the, the rumor is to go into Dallas. Is he going to Green Bay? Is he going to the Bears? Uh, and so, He's, I'm sure he's going to find a spot. So I don't know if Brendan thinks he can compete this year. I, I, it's fine with me. I don't know. It's not one of those trades that look like, oh man, someone got fucked. I just thought, oh, I don't know. Sounds, sounds good. Okay. What do you got here, Walt? Um, I think, uh, I, th- I, I agree that Shark, you know, he, he could have uh, um, a decent season um, with the Lions. Uh, and he could, you know, be a, not a comeback player, but he could, you know, revitalize his career a little bit, you know, if he gets a lot of, a lot of targets, um, uh, there, uh, Landon Collins, you know, all depends on where he goes and if he can, you know, play up to his ability, uh, he is on a downside of his career, but, um, I agree with Corey. I don't see that anybody got railed in this trade. Um, you know, Rich is obviously trying to, um, build for the future and he's, uh, you know, overhauling his roster. So I think they, you know, both benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I prefer Rich's side, but I don't, like I said, like you guys said, I don't think it's a horrible either way. Um, really it's going to come down to does Landon Collins start and play full complement of snaps and you know, what goes on there from there. But, you know, Brendan would have been 2.04 if that was this year. I know if I had 2.04, I definitely would not give it up for these two players, but you know, it is a year away and these guys could bounce back. So um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Next one's kind of insignificant, but I know Walt wanted to talk about this a little bit here. So Rich gets Jimmy G, Julian gets 410. What do you think here, Walt? Well, a couple of seasons ago, uh, I got Jimmy G off you for a second. um, And I thought, man, I'm getting a steal. Um, You know, I thought that, you know, this is going to be, you know, great for me. He's he's with the 49ers. He's got starting potential. Never did, you know, injuries and you just, just uh, that. I guess uh, game managers type of play, it just never panned out to be really relevant in fantasy. And so 
Um, I sold them to Julian last year for a third thinking, you know, I, I got to get whatever I can out of them. And Julian thought, you know, he hit the lottery and he was even throwing some jabs at me in our, uh, you know, our, our group chat we had between uh, Jimmy, Matt, Ryan and Julian. Um, he might even threw some in uh, group me, you know, uh, just to kind of um, get at me a little bit. And then he turns around the following year and sells them for a fourth. So, Jimmy G is steadily his uh, trade value has went down steadily the last three seasons. And uh, the only way, only where uh, the only place he can go now is free agent points. You know, he's already, he's being dealt <laughs> for a fourth, he'll be dropped and then someone can pick him up on the waiver wire. Trash. So sorry, Julian didn't work out for you, buddy. Yeah, Julian, you're a bitch. <laughs> that was easy. All right. Next trade. Mike gets Josh Jacobs. Julian gets Cordero Patterson, CJ Mosley, and two twelve. What do you think here, Corey? Um, I, I, I know I didn't even look at this, but I, I'm look, just looking at it. Uh, I don't, I don't know how Julian starts Josh Jacobs anyway. Especially he's got one on one. If he's, you know, he's going to start probably Brees Hall over Josh Jacobs. So he's like, okay, it's fine. I mean, CJ he needs defensive help. CJ Mosley scored two hundred twenty eight last year. It's pretty good. Uh, Cordell Patterson's a service. I mean, I don't know who's competing with uh, Cordell in Atlanta for, for carries or for the same role he had last year. And you add two twelve. I'll take Julian in this trade. Okay. What do you think? Walt? <clears throat> well, obviously Julian is, is um, listening to all the birds out there chirping. You know, he's trying to get stronger at D um, he possibly could have tried to get a younger linebacker. I know that Mosley he does produce, but he, he is getting up there. True. Um, Cordero still, you know, he, he's an older vet too, but, you know, he put up some good numbers last year. Um, potential to do that the same. As Corey said, you know, uh, I, I, I can't think of who the other back is there either. Um, but, you know, does Cordero, you know, crack his lineup other than, you know, maybe a bye week? Um, but, uh, you know, he, get, he got a 2.12. Um, Mike got a little bit younger at running back, got a serviceable starter. Um, uh, Jacobs is still 24. So, I mean, he's still got some years. Um, he's not super flashy, but you know, he, he produces. So, um, I don't know. I, I call it a tie personally because of the, the couple guys in age, um, for Julian and the, and the 2.12, but, but yeah, uh, either both of them will benefit in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it for Mike either. I, I, I just, I just, I think, yeah, like you said, well, I think it's a fair trade. Yeah. I was just pulling up, uh, Josh Jacobs stats compared to Cordero's just kind of, and obviously Cordero is very arguably a one hit wonder here, but I, I'm surprised to see that uh, Josh Jacobs caught 54 balls last year. I had no idea that he had that many receptions. Um, I, I knew he had been, you know, a, a, a pretty high volume carry guy in 2020 and he scored a lot of touchdowns, um, but the, the receptions were lacking. You know, he only had 33 in 2020, but I mean, 54, that's a strong number last year. And then obviously, you know, who knows really how this is going to go with Josh McDaniels. So you know, he could be a true three down back and, you know, they did decline that fifth year option. So maybe they just run him into the ground or they could go truly the, the new England Patriots way and have six different running backs active on game day. And three of them are playing special teams and three of them are splitting the workload. So I, I really don't know which way this will go, but I, I think I probably would have taken the gamble on Josh Jacobs, but I don't think it was, I think it was a good move for Julian too. You know, he got him a much needed starter on the, at his linebacker crew. He gets a pick. You know, you just never know with those. So I like it. I like it there for both of those guys. I agree with you. 
All right, and then the last one we got here, Scott gets 1.02 and 310. Rich gets 112. Uh, Ryan's 2023 first and Scott's 2023 second. What do you think about that wall? Um, it, I don't know, too late first um, and a potential late second, depending on, you know, um, uh, what Teddy Bridge over troubled water does this season. Uh, if he has a bounce back season or if he, if he hangs out in the dungeon again this year, I know Corey would hope for that. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to say, you know, that 1.02, you know, you're looking at a, uh, depending on which way um, Julian goes, is Julian has 1.01, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, uh, this could potentially be a Brees Hall, um, you know, or, or a Drake London. Um, you know, it could be, you know, a, a game changer, you know, at 1.02. And, 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 and if they do pan out, you know, and that's a big if, you know, but these guys are coming out highly touted. Um, you're looking at getting, uh, you know, too late first and, a, and potentially a late second for, for a stud. So I think that, uh, you know, um, could have got a little bit more or tried to get a little bit more, but, um, you know, get, uh, Rich gets a 1.02 and a 3.0. Uh, you know, third back in return, you know, every once in a while people hit on third, third round picks, but it's not always guaranteed. So I don't know. I just think Rich could have tried to get a little bit more. It's just, just what I think. Yeah. What do you think, Corey? You know, as much as I don't want to rip on Rich, cause he did talk about trusting the process. Uh, I just, I just think he got, could have got more uh, for one Oh two. Like there's no way that obviously one twelve this year is not better than the one Oh two. And I, I'm just not sure if Ryan's pick at maybe what one ten and one eleven next year is going to be better than you could get Drake London there, James Williams, whoever you want and uh, a Scott second next year. Okay. Maybe it's two Oh three. Cause the team blows Dick, but um, <laughs> you know, Scott, I, I think, I think Scott could have got, I, I think draft day. I think there's some guys, Kellen would have loved to move up. He's got 113, 114. I think he's got another early one there. Could you have packaged those three for 102? I, I just think he could have done more. Yeah. Um, and then for, for me, this really comes down to, to Ryan's pick. Um, I definitely agree with you guys that this was a, a cheap move up as far as it goes. And that's, I think that's because all three of us look at Ryan as probably a playoff team this year. Um, in talking to Rich, he does not view Ryan as that. He views Ryan as, you know, one of the bottom six teams in the league. So when you when I try to put myself into his perspective there, I, fired. I see, yeah, right, exactly. Ryan will be salty. I see where he's going. Um, but I just, you know, this this is uh this will be my third draft that I've been a part of. I've monitored quite a few other ones, just talking to people, you know, randomly. And I don't know if you've seen this too, Corey, as well, because you've been in a lot of leagues here. Moving down this year is to get anything of actual value is very, very tough. People do not want to move up in this class and give up anything worth a damn. And it's, I mean, it's just, are you seeing that in the year leagues? Oh, I mean, I mean, there's just a compared to last two years where we've had, yeah. you know, first round you were hitting, even the middle yeah. of second you were hitting this year. I think there's a very clear, like top seven. Yeah. And if you're not in the top seven, I mean, you're just, you're not, it's going to be hard for you to sell like 113, 114 this year, have like zero value. Like, I, I think it's like a mid second last two years, mid, you know, maybe even a late second. So, the, the, the later first round picks don't have as much value because you're getting what, like, I don't know, the guy from Pittsburgh or Damian Pierce, or not, I just don't, they're it's not as good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, right around that seven, eight, nine range. I, I agree with you completely. The difference between the, the ninth player and the 16th player in my rankings is, is 
not much, if anything, and I'm probably wrong. So it's, uh, it's definitely a weird year. You know, I don't know if Rich has a guy in mind, you know, he, this could be one of those situations where maybe he's not sold on the guy you're supposed to take there, right? The Kenneth Walker, the Drake London, the Jameson Williams, maybe he's not sold on them, but he is sold on a, a Christian Watson or somebody, you know, that could be there at 12. So Maybe, you know, yeah. on the, the process, that's what he said, on the, the process. I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock him. The process uh, worked all right for and, you. And, and on the flip side, like this year, I think the top seven, like there is no consensus one. Like I was listening to uh, fancy pros today. They had some guy had Brees Hall at his one Oh five and he still, he took Drake London one. I think there's a, yes, I think Brees Hall for the most part consensus number one, but two through seven. I mean, it, it's, it looks, seems like a coin flip to me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll be uh, interesting too. Go ahead. Walt. sorry. Yeah, it's probably just, you know, who whoever's drafting, who they like the most. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. be, you know, one of those things where it's it's definite. Oh, I got to take him. It's just like, okay, which one of these guys I like better? Right. And yeah. and if you, you know, factor in that he thinks Ryan sucks asshole and that he's not resilient as fuck, then, you know, you take your shot. You throw your shot and you, you make a move. So yeah. interesting. this will be a fun one to look back at in a couple of years and see you know, how the, how this played out, because that, that Ryan first is going to absolutely be the key next year. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to jump right into it, which means I'm going to have to do my, what's becoming my new trademark here. Let's mock, let's do this boys. So Corey oh, is going to take the first pick. Walt's going to pick second. I'm going to pick third and we are just going to kind of rotate through it. And like I said, since none of us have picks, we can just fly here. So Corey, you were going to be on the clock here with Julian's pick at one one Sweet. So uh, I think it was cool that I, don't have any draft picks this year. So I've done these mocks before and I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't know who to, you know, I don't, I don't kind of want to give away too much, but I can just be free balling here. So if I'm, if I'm Julian, I want to trade this pick. I mean, I think you have Delvin Henry Kamara. Do you really need Brees Hall? And uh, so if, if I'm him, I'm trying to go for like, if I'm, I'm talking to Scott, like one Oh one for one Oh three and one Oh six would Scott do that. So he has the top two picks. Would Scott do like Stefan Diggs for 101 and 214? I think uh, who else is there? There's a 101 and 105. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think uh, if I'm here, I, I, I want to trade. Would you think Scott would do 103 and 106 for 101? What do you think, Walt? If he's in love with Brees Hall, I mean, you know, he he could sit. He could he could be fine with just sitting there. Uh, at 102 and just snagging Kenneth Walker. He, I mean, it's obvious that Scott's first pick needs to be a running back. I mean, he's got uh, Barkley, Hines, McKissick, Sanders, you know, Barkley, who, who knows if this guy's ever going to get back to, you know, his form. Um, so he he is in need of a, a serviceable running back. So uh, and, I don't know. I don't I mean, think he, he would. I don't think you don't would. think. No, Did you just the, the chance of the best running back and the best wide nope. receiver out of this class. I think because he knows he's going to get the best wide receiver anyway, because I, I yeah. don't think anybody actually thinks Julian's going to pass on Brees. And I don't yeah. I don't necessarily think that Brees is like a tier above anybody by any means. Yeah. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, he is the quote unquote consensus. I agree. I just don't see him passing on him. And if he does, you know, then then Scott wins anyway. Right. Because he gets the guy that yeah. he, he will theoretically wants anyway. So. I just don't and think, I, and I think I, he sits back yeah. and he just laughs and, and takes two, three and six to the bank. I, I assume that would be the case. And so I went with Brees Hall here for, um, for, for Julian. Um, you know, he's positive. You know, Brees Hall, he's durable. He's never missed a game at ICU. Uh, he's consistent. Like he's not one of those break with like one year breakout guys where we, we just follow the hype until he busts and is overrated. Um, you know, I, 
it, it, the, the, the the situation there with Carter Williams is interesting because Carter Williams can catch the ball, but I, I watch film on Brees Holiday. I just think he he, he sees holes well, and, and he, I kind of I kind of compare him to David Montgomery and James Conner. I just think he's probably the best best player this this year. Okay, what do you think, Walt? Yeah, I I think it's a no brainer on the on one overall. Um, I, I do agree uh, with uh, Corey about you know Julian trying to shop it just to see what he can get because he does have you know a strong running back group. Um, he's decent at wide receiver, so if he can find a way you know to mix a player in and maybe slide down a few spots um, to snag you know someone else. Uh, a receiver or something like that, you know, he could, but um, I mean, if he can't, you might as well just, uh, you know, pull the trigger and go for Brees. Yeah. And I think you guys are on the right page. I just, like, like I said earlier in every draft I've seen and every draft I've been a part of and every draft I've talked to people about, I just don't think it's there this year. I just don't think it's there. Um, So I I would, you know, in his situation, I I think Brees is, is a fine pick. There's no, nothing wrong with it. I think I personally, if I were him, I'd just go with Drake London and, just go, yeah. but I, you know, passing on Brees is one of those things that you could look real stupid, you know, cause he could be that good. All right. It is tough. Yeah, it is for sure. All right. Walt, you're going to be up at one Oh two with Scott's first pick here. Yeah. So I have Scott needing running back and receiver. Um, I already mentioned, you know, uh, his running back room, you got Saquon Barkley, like I said, who, who knows if he's uh, going to ever get back to form um, and perform the way he did. And then he's got, you know, Nike Himes, who, you know, is behind Jonathan Taylor. Uh, McKissick, who's uh, more of a pass uh, back tool kind of back. And then uh, Miles Sanders, who my boy, uh, by the way, Kenneth Gainwell is going to take away some of his touches this year. Um, So, I mean, he can go either way because he has 1.03, correct? Yep. Yeah, so I'm just going to – I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker from Michigan State running back. He needs – he needs a running back. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker's probably going to eat in Seattle, especially with uh, if they don't fix their quarterback situation. This guy's probably going to get a lot of totes, and if he stays healthy, he can probably put up some pretty decent numbers as a rookie. Yeah, he was, and, and I'm sure Corey's going to wax poetically. Um, that dude was a monster at Michigan State. He was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he he oh. ripped Michigan's ass. He was he was awesome. Uh, ahead, especially, especially against the Wolverines. Oh yeah, Kenny Walker. You know. I think he's underrated to catch the ball. I don't think we, we asked him to do that a lot at Michigan State, but I, I think he can catch the ball. He's he's agile, and fucking him watching him blow away. This the Wolverines was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. It is what it is. You know, he he fucked us up. Nothing but props out of me. So, um, if I think if – honestly, if he had gone to Seattle with Russell Wilson, that's my one-on-one, honestly. Like – yeah, but For sure. with, with fucking Drew Locke and Gino and and maybe they get Jimmy G, you know, and if they get Jimmy G, now we're now we're talking. But um, with those two boys, I think they're just going to stack the box, and you know, DK will occasionally get past somebody. Tyler Lockett will occasionally get past somebody, but they're gonna they're gonna be in trouble with with those two fellows. All right, so Scott is up again at 103. This one's my pick. Uh, this is this is Drake London for me. Like I told you, this I think this is my 101 in this class, and it's mostly because I am a wide receiver size whore. I mean, 6'4", 220, turns 21 in a couple days, you know, absolutely dominant player at, at a USC. I, I am 100% team big wide receiver. So this would be the easy choice for me if I'm Scott. What do you got here, Corey? 
Yeah, I watched some Drake London film today, and honestly, like, I wasn't blown away athleticism, like athleticism wise. Like he, I, he didn't do things that I, I watched in Traylon Burks and Jameson Williams uh, film today too. And those guys, you know, are just better athletes. But I mean, he, he comes down with the ball single, almost every single time somehow. Like I, I know, there's guys just draped all over him, and he finds a way to catch the ball. And so uh, he'll use a big body like a Mike Evans type of guy, and he'll go to the corner of the end zone and box out, and hopefully get to get to come down with the ball. I don't, I don't mind it. Yep. Yep. What do you think, Walt? Yeah. And in, in uh, Atlanta, you know, who knows what's going on with Calvin Ridley? The dude's a freaking head case. Um, you know, they got Kyle Pitts um, and, you know, Drake London can come in and eat some targets, you know, right away. So, and he's, he's a stud, you know, in my opinion. So I think that it's, it's a no brainer pick there. Um, Scott will be walking away with, um, two guys that could be producing pretty well their first year. Yeah. Hey, um, oh, damn, I totally forgot. I had something. Well, it's gone. It might come back to me. We'll see. All right. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on to uh, 1.04 here. Kobe is up. Go ahead, Corey. I, I think this is a, a pick that if this if this went this way, I think Kobe runs to the uh, the booth and to get, to get this pick, and I – because I, I just think it perfectly makes sense for what Kobe's doing. He's rebuilding. He needs. He's looking for a guy who has most potential. Probably could be the 101 in this class if he gets healthy. And that's Jameson Williams. I, I just think uh, Kobe's not in a win now situation. So you, you're not going to panic if if he's not you know looking great in the first half of the season this year. Uh, and I just turn on his film like, dude, the guy's a freak. I mean, he was a like record break high jumper uh in high school he, he he separates from from uh, defenders like i've never seen uh he can catch the ball like that guy like my wife's not giving me any i just go into my room turn on some jameson william highlights and i just go to town the weird part though it's like seven minutes long so after like the first minute i just weird i'm just sitting there with a splooge on my stomach and just watching jameson williams catch wow. the ball <laughs> this this guy <laughs> I love it. I love it. So obviously some negatives towards ACL in the Natty game. He's got to put on some weight. Uh, I'm worried about press coverage, but uh, the dude's a freak. And I think uh, it's a great pick. Lions moved up to, to, to 12 to get him. And I think he's going to be a stud. Yep. What do you think, Walt? Well, unfortunately, Corey, you're not in the um, messenger chat that Jimmy and I are um, and Ryan and Julian and um, Matt. Uh-huh. Um, Kobe does not did not like did not like the idea of the Lions draft him. He, he just he refers to Jamison Williams as one ACL. Really? Um, yeah, he's definitely mm. not a fan of them drafting him. Um, he's I don't think he's too confident in in, in that uh, that pick. And I, you know, and you know, but the thing is, ACLs. You know, you see people come back from them and are and they're like that's nothing you know, anymore. But that's that's just his uh, his take on it. I I'm I'm falling in love with it more and more. The pick, the, the more I research and read about it, um, he because if he does come back to form, the dude is a playmaker. Um, he's quick. He's one of those guys that you know they'll be able to, um, you know, if he gets gets some space in the open field, he he, he can make stuff happen. Um, so. So I, I like it, but I just don't think Kobe would do it. He's the best athlete in this in this whole draft. I think he's like just best athlete, dude. That can I bet you he can go like 
dunk like a motherfucker. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't disagree with anything either one of you guys said. Um, I do. I don't think Kobe would take him because he would just call him one ACL the whole time. And Kobe's also anti Lions because we suck, and he is trying to be smarter right. than that. So I give him I give him credit there. But I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, if he do, even if he does decide to go to 104 and, and take him or trades the pick and somebody takes him at 104, I think I think it's a great pick. So no no issues there for me. All right, 105. Walt, you are up with Julian's second pick here. He took Brees Hall at 101, and he's back up at 105. Yeah, so I had a little side note here that if um, Kenneth Walker was still available at 105, I, um, I put that um, I have Orico coming up at 108. I would say Orico. Um, even in our actual draft, if if Kenneth Walker's there at 1.05, Rico should be doing anything he can to trade his 1.8 plus some to get up there and draft uh, uh, Kenneth Walker for his team. Do you think well, there's any I, chance he falls? What's that? Do you think there's any chance he falls? No, I'm just saying if there's a way. You know, if if he happens to drop to five, you know, Rico should be working his magic to to get there and and and, and trade. I don't think he's the um, only guy. I got, I got Kellen. If would I think if Kellen falls at or uh, Brees, uh, Kenny Walker falls at 104, he would he trade 107 and 113 to get up to 104? I think he would to get Kenny Walker. Yeah, I, awesome. I think I think Kellen might. I think Kellen would be more interested in moving up in, for Jameson Williams personally. Um, that too. He is a big time Jameson Williams guy, and Kobe loves Kenneth. Or well, he's a Michigan State guy, you know, so he he would be interested in, in Kenneth Walker too. So. I don't see Kobe moving up, but I mean, Kellen has all the ammo in the world right now. So I could definitely see Kellen making moves. I, I actually anticipate that Kellen will make some moves and just yeah. make splashes because why the hell not have some fun. Yeah. So what I, what I went with here, obviously um, Julian, he's, he's got a, it's got a pretty strong team. Um, he could use a little bit more receiver depth. Um, he, he does have three guys that, you know, are going to put up numbers, but to have a fourth would be definitely uh, help his team out. Um, I could, you know, play that homer role. I know that he's kind of, you know, talked a little bit about snagging Hutchinson. I just don't see it happening, you know, this early, but he could, he could surprise us who knows. Um, but, and I know that people have after uh, Drake London, uh, the next receivers in line, people are going to have, you know, their order and how they go. Um, I, I didn't really dive too much into it. I went with some uh, basic rankings, and um, but I would uh, have him take Traylon Burks, Arkansas, we're wide receiver. So that's who I'd have him take here. Yeah. What do you think about that, Corey? Oh no. Um, I like Traylon Burks actually. Um, I watched him watch some film today, and he he caught some passes that I'm like, dang, that's a freaking really good catch. Uh, you know, he's, he, he, let's not, we can't compare him to AJ Brown. Like he's not even on the stream stratosphere, like stop that bullshit. Like Trey Lumbers is not even close. Uh, but I, I know, I think he's probably got the, out of all these rookie wide receivers, he's probably got the best quarterback throwing the ball. So I think that's interesting. And uh, I, I, I like the, I think, I think he had to go wide receiver. So I like this pick. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I have no issue with Traylon Burks. I know he's getting kind of railed on right now for being out of shape and making the excuse of asthma and stuff. Like, like he didn't deal with that his whole life if he truly has it. Uh, but whatever. I mean, he, he's going to get a massive target load. I mean, he, he's got to produce for that team. You know, this was the one seed in the AFC last year and they traded away their top wide receiver target. So <laughs> there's, there's targets there to be had, no doubt. Um, if I'm Julian though, I am 100%. I agree with you guys. I'm 100% exploring the trade down. Kellen at seven or Rico at eight, you know, if you trade down with Kellen, maybe you get uh, 13 tossed in there and maybe two, what does he got here? Two 13. 
So 113, yeah. 213, and that 107, he gets to move up. He gets his guy. You know, uh, Julian gets a chance to round out that roster because, like we've talked about, Julian starters, super sexy. I mean, Corey's over here spooning yeah. himself over him. His oh, yeah. depth is screwed. His defense is screwed. He's mm-hmm. a good D-line, but that's it. Like, he is wrecked after that. And he cannot win this league without fixing that. And that's a that's an easy way. You know, move back three, four spots. You don't get your exact pick of your guy. And, and maybe Julian's guy's gone. Maybe in this scenario, maybe it was Jamison Williams. So he still gets a, a solid player there at eight, and then he gets to fill that defense with the next two. So I think he will do that. Exactly. If he if he has the chance to, you know, get a couple later picks and then snag Aiden Hutchinson and I would um, take Hutchinson at eight all day, no problem. And then, you know, then turn around and get like a Devin Lloyd. Right. You know, right. He fix that he fixed that defense in one offseason right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sexy. All right. Scott is up at 1.06. Uh he took Kenneth Walker at 102. Uh, he took Drake London at 103. I've got him back up here at 106. I think Scott just hits the well again. Um, I'm not sure who he'll like better out of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but since Garrett Wilson was the younger of the two at Ohio State, I'll go with the young guy, Garrett Wilson here for the Jets. Super fast, a lot of targets to be had, wide open offense, could be a shitty offense, no idea. Um, Zach Wilson is is pretty funny. I don't know if he's any good at football. He's pretty damn funny. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, got to love the draft capital. Garrett Wilson was an absolute monster. I mean, he was tough. He was real tough all year, so – or all the last couple of years. So I, I have no issue taking him. Frankly, I don't have any issue taking a lot either. I don't know that there's a huge difference between them. Um, I'm just going to go with the underclassmen here. What do you think about that wall? Um, I think that at this point, you know, it, it's kind of like one of those things where you flip a coin, you know, you, or you, you just go and watch tape between the two of them. Who do you like better? You know, it, it's, it really comes down to preference now because um, there is no really glaring, you know, in my opinion, differences between the two as far as their ability, um, you know, and you said he's a little younger. So uh, that makes sense. Go with go with a little bit of youth. That way you can try to get a little bit more out of them. So, yeah, I think it's it's a fine pick. Yeah, for me, it's just that historical hit rate of the underclassmen versus the senior. That's and it, it probably won't matter on a one one for one basis, but whatever. Worth a shot. What do you got here, Corey? Uh, you know, I, I watched, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Ohio state wide receivers this year. I watched them film and man, those guys are catching balls just wide the F open. Like there's not a fucking guy within 20 yards of them and they're just catching the ball. I'm, I'm concerned that is it, are they, are they just good because the Ohio state scheme is really good and they can play fucking Rutgers, Maryland and <laughs> sisters of poor every fucking year. And I just I, like, there's no reason why Wilson couldn't have been the, like the third best wide receiver on his own team. Uh, they're that, that's how loaded they were. So I just wonder about those two guys when they're just put on an Island, they're the number one guys can they compete, but I don't, I don't know if there's any other guys better. So I, it, it's a coin flip there for me to like, like uh, Walt said. Well, and it's confusing for me because those two kept Jamison Williams off the field to the point to where he had to transfer to Bama. So it's like, what the hell do you do with these three? Like it just, and, and then Jamison Williams goes to a more superior, well, I'm going to still say Alabama's more superior than Ohio State. They, they got the champion. I agree completely. Well, duh. Oh, God. And Thanks. then, and then he, he goes there and he, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I, We're, I know this. I, in four years, we'll know. We will know. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> sure. I, I, there, there have been 10 Ohio State wide receivers drafted since 2012, and only two of them have been good. So, I just – like Terry McLaurin and Michael Thomas are the only ones that have been good. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just – I get worried that 
it, they're like a it's it's a scheme thing. Their offense is so damn good that has, it, has any so counterpoint because I don't I don't know this answer. Do you know if any of those guys other than Michael Thomas has actual draft capital? I know Terry was a third. I think Michael Thomas was a late first or an early second. I don't even really remember. Yeah. Gosh, no. I, first. Yeah. Cur- uh, no. There's only two seconds. I think Paris Campbell and Curtis okay. Samuel went in the second. Fuck those guys. Um, Fuck those guys. Like, but yeah. Besides that, like KJ Hill went in the seventh. Braxton yeah. Miller went in like the sixth. Devin Smith, I think, was the second rounder though. Well, yeah. And, I forgot about Devin Smith. Yeah, he, and he, he was a, so he must have been. Yeah. So and I for the Jets. Yeah. There's a I don't know. I they these little wide receivers from Miles State scare the shit out of me. Like Curtis Samuel. KJ Hill, uh, Paris Campbell, they've all not been very good in the NFL. I'm still mad at Curtis Samuel for the, that Michigan game. That was some horseshit. Still mad. <laughs> yeah. Man, all I, right. Let's move on to 107. Yeah, right. I wish that Terry Terry still. No, it's got two. Oh, yeah. I got two my horn, man. I can I can pick them, but I just can't keep them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will be the time. Maybe you'll learn. Yeah. All right, 107. Kellen is up. The champ here. Corey, you are up with Kellen. Uh, looks like, you know, he's got Akers, Najee, Penny. I don't see a running back that deserves to be drafted here at 107. Uh, you got Chase, Claypool, Sutton Cup, really good. And so, really, I, I just don't want to take, like, a James Cook right here. I just – I don't think he's going to make that big of a difference. Kellen come off a title. He doesn't want some guy that's a one-year project. So, I'm taking Chris Olave here uh, just because I think he's best available. Uh, you know, he's – He's great out of his break. He's smooth. Uh, he's going to get a shit ton of targets from Jameis Winston because, you know, Winston is like a chuck it. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'm skeptical, but I, I think he's – the numbers are good and got to give him the pedigree, so we'll, we'll take him here. Yeah. What do you got here, um, Walt? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the, it was either going to be him um, or uh... – the last dude you just picked was Garrett. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. Yeah, so it was going to be either or. I think it's a fine pick here. Um, and I agree, you know, Kellen's not going to want uh, want to pick a project. He's going to want to do anything he can um, to put points on his roster to, you know, to try to repeat. So, um, you know, Alave is probably going to um, give him the best chance at, at this point because we're starting to get into that uh, – those waters where, you know, these, these guys were, we're not going to know if they're going to be, if they're going to be hits in the first year or not. So um, we're, we're getting out of that top seven uh, pedigree of players. So we're going to be crap shooting from, from here on out. Yeah. So you, so you agree then that there is a clear top seven. Yeah. I I mean, cause I, for my, I have a Rico on the next pick and I'm going to have to do a little reading here when, uh, when you guys are doing your little, um, talk uh, or when you do your talk on this pick to see, see who I'm going to pick. Cause I, you know, I had some guys listed out and um, those guys aren't available and I'm just going to have to, you know, go with what I think is going to be the best choice. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I think we're all on the same page here that there is certainly a teardrop. Um, obviously I think all of us are going to have specific guys. I know me in particular, I've got one, one guy that I'm very high on that's left. Um, but everybody, you know, I think I'll, everybody in the, in the fantasy community as a whole, has a tier here. Um, so let's so let's go over here. 101, Brees Hall to Julian. 102, Kenneth Walker to Scott. Scott back up again at 103, takes Drake London. Kobe at 104, takes Jamison Williams. Julian at 105, takes Traylon Burks. Uh, Scott at 106, takes Garrett Wilson. Kellen at 107, takes Chris Olave. And then Orico is on the clock. Go ahead, Walt, whenever you're ready. Wow. Orico has Travis Etienne and Hubbard. That's 
it for running backs. Yep. So, and we're, and we're at the point where, you know, running backs, they're, you know, they're going to be timeshares with uh, the next couple best that's on the board. And um, James Cook showed flashes, you know, you know, of, of being a pretty decent back, but is he, is he going to be able to, you know, take that many carries from um, uh, Singletary there. Um, Arico, you know, he, he's building, so he, he has time to wait. Um, but there is a running back um, that might see more touches, especially after getting a little news on Fat Lenny. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette coming to Tampa Bay out of shape, and Bruce Arians don't play, dude. That dude is a straight asshole, and if he's if he's not happy with you, he's he'll put you in the doghouse. Um, he he flip flat flops, you know, between he flip flop between Fournette and Rojo all the time, which pissed me off because I, I think Fournette's far better back and than Rojo, and uh, you know I wish he would just write would have wrote him out, um, but him showing up to camp overweight, I think. Uh, I think kind of helps Rashad White in this situation. Um, so I'm going to – this is just a wild card pick for me because it could either be a James Cook or a Rashad White. I'm going to go Rashad White for a Rico on this one. Okay. What do you think, Corey? Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, sorry. Um, wow, I'm kind of shocked, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I didn't think – I don't have Rashad go White going that early. And so – Kind of surprising. I would have taken a couple other running backs before him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right about Leonard Fournette coming in overweight. He doesn't mess around. And so, you know, he could just fall into a starting spot. I just – I would rather just take a guy uh, um, that has a little better pedigree who's uh, – in a year could be a starter. And I, I would have taken – I would have taken James Cook there, but I, I get it. Yeah, and, you know, Rashad White did have good numbers at Arizona State. You know, he – had what a year, thousand yards rushing last year, 15 touchdowns, 43 catches, 456 in the air. I mean, those are damn good numbers. I guess my only issue with taking Rashad White here is that, like you even said, you know, Bruce Arians is an asshole. And I know he's not the yeah. head coach anymore, but this is the same guy who benched David David Johnson as a rookie just because he was a rookie. Like he he makes you earn it. Like there is no there is no given. And but so that, you know, to your point, Walt, you know, just because you did it last year, Lenny doesn't mean you're going to do it this year. So yeah, I, I like that. It's a mix up. I like that. It's something new. I like that. It's fresh. So cool. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. I like this. This reminds me of when Julian said uh, Clyde was going to go in the first round and everybody fucking laughed. So you never know. Man. You truly don't know. All right. So I think if this happens, uh, Jeff at one Oh nine is going to be pretty pumped because Jeff clearly oh. needs a running back. Um, James Cook falling to him with the draft capital in, you know, a second round pick in that Buffalo offense, you know, he has the pass catching, catching chops, you know, with us being that half point PPR, you know, so I think Jeff's pretty pumped here. If James Cook does fall on that, that's who I'm going to go with. So what do you think here, Corey? Corey, I think you're muted. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I would have, I would have taken James Cook at 110 if I was in Rico. And so I think it's a good pick. I think uh, he's got a lot of tread in the tires. He can catch the ball. Well, um, you know, he has, he's got big play explosion. He could take it to the house from 70 easily, but he's got to get bigger from the, I mean, I watched him today, man, his legs are skinnier and shit. 
And I'm just, I'm just worried though that dude's going to take some beatings and have some injury problems. I just have this feeling about him, but uh, you know, Singletary's leave. He's unrestricted free agent after this year. Uh, they don't care about Moss. Moss is, you know, Moss is, he's nothing. And so next year, James Cook, you know, to one of the best offenses in the league, like that could, they, this could be a steal here at 109. Yeah. So are you telling me when you watched the highlights, there was no splooge? No, there was none. No, okay. I was okay. I was softer than butter. Uh, <laughs> fucking on this, especially in this day, it was hot as shit. <laughs> what do you think? So you, you did kind of talk a little bit about James Cook there, Walt. Um, do you think that's a good fit then for Jeff? Oh, absolutely. He would be salivating at picking Galvin's. Oh, yeah. Bro. Game, he would, games Cook? Oh, he'd be yeah. pumped about Games Cook. <laughs> games Cook. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's a, it's a good fit. Um, and other than, you know, me getting that information about Fat Lenny, I, I would have probably went James Cook. But because I got that, I threw a little, a little spice in there, a little curveball hey. just to change it up for the I like it. Time. I like it. We don't know what we're doing. Let's be real. <laughs> All right. 110. Arico is up. Corey, go ahead. Well, I mean, like, I know we just took a running back at 108, but like, he only has this Travis Etienne. And so why not throw some bullets here? Um, and so I'm going to go actually with Damian Pierce, running back out of University of Florida, going to Texans. Um, the biggest thing I like about uh, Damian Pierce is. Who is he going? Who who he's uh, going against in Houston? He's got Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack. Like that shouldn't scare anybody. Uh, you know he's strong. Like I I just thought he might be a scat back. I never heard anything about. I to watch the film today. Fucker's huge, and he'll he'll lower the boom. That dude plays angry. Like he got ripped, his helmet ripped off in the five yard line. Dude's just lowering his head to get to the end zone. Like this this is some hard tough son of a bitch. So um, I. I I think he needs a running back. I think Damian Pierce, the playing time, he could be a starter from day one uh, for, for Rico. Okay. What do you think, Walt? Yeah, I think that that would be a, a good pick as well. You know, bolster is, is running back group that gives him, you know, it is, it is throwing a dart at a dartboard. Um, but uh, like Corey said, there's not a lot of competition there in Houston, nothing that's really, you know, huge. So if he comes in or huge, if he comes in and, uh, um, you know, shows up at camp and, and puts in the work, you know, there's a good chance he could be carving out, you know, some some totes and and, and be productive. Yeah, and I, I know next to nothing about Damian Pierce. I will be completely honest. I was just looking at his stats. I mean, most most carries he had in the season was 106, four-year player there at, at Florida. Um, obviously, I like the depth chart as well. The only thing that concerns me is, again, it's that it's the New England – Everybody freaking we did it too. Everybody wants a taste of what New England had. Everybody's trying to rebuild it. It seems to fail everywhere. You know, Houston is balls deep right now. Nick Casario. I mean, they've got they've got so many ex-Patriot guys. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the Patriots running backs have gone great and they've gone horrible. So it should be uh, interesting. And, and Corey, I mean, you you hit big with uh, with Harris. I mean, you you yeah. are reaping the benefits. You know, people Garrett Blunt had that crazy touchdown season. I mean, it happens. So I don't, I don't hate it at all here. All right, so on to 111. It's Brendan's pick. Walt, you are up. Uh, yeah, um, Brendan, looking at his team, the Doctor's team, he uh, <laughs> he still has Antonio Brown on his roster. That's hilarious. It's because he's mad that he didn't um, take that first-round pick when he had it. But he's got, you know, DJ Shark now. He's, you know, uh, he's got Julio Jones as a free agent on his roster. Jalen Rager, Calvin Ridley, what a tool. 
Um, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, the only the only receiver he has, to be honest, is Debo. Um, Chark, you know, he could be a good two. He, he's in need of um, a solid pass catcher. He, he's got some decent running backs. You know, he's got um, CEH, you know, uh, he's got David Montgomery, uh, Dobbins. Um, and there's not a, the running backs, you know, it's just, it's dartboard time for those. And I still think that there's, with uh, a specific offensive mind, um, that really that people or, or players flourish in his system. I think uh, for for Brendan, um, he should take Sky Moore, WMU wide receiver for the Chiefs, the uh, the heir apparent to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What do you think about Sky Moore here, Corey? Buck the Broncos. I mean, I I, I, I can't <laughs> say I I can't say a lot of good things. He went to fucking Western, but. I watched film days. I think it's weird that he's number 24. I thought that was fucking weird. I was like, like why am I watching wide receiver number 24? Um, but, you know, he's he's got Patrick Mahomes. So if, if he's good, I mean, then he'll be pretty good. Um, but, like, what's it, what's your boy's name? McCall Hardman. Like, yep. I'm sorry. I watched film day on Sky Moore. If McCall Hardman can't beat up Sky Moore, then McCall Hardman needs to fucking go somewhere else. Because I, I don't I don't think McCall Hardman should be worse than Sky Moore. But uh, maybe Sky Moore can remember a fucking route. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't disagree with you at all. All right, so for me, um, anytime you've got the second-round draft capital wide receiver going to go play with Patrick Mahomes, I think that's that's worth a shot here um, in the late first. So I got no problems there. Um, on to one twelve, Rich's pick here. Um, I am up, and this is a pick that I am regretting that I don't have. Because my my guy this year, the guy that I want, the guy I've, I've been able to get in in one of the two drafts I've been in so far, um, is is David Bell out of Purdue. David Bell goes to Cleveland. We have no idea if Deshaun's going to play this year. We, we we don't know, but Deshaun's going to be back next year. Like he's going to get this suspension if it's a full year, whatever. He's going to sue the NFL or whatever he says he's going to do. But either way, this shit will be over with next year. David Bell was an absolute monster. 18 years old in the Big Ten. 1,035 receiving yards, excuse me, seven touchdowns, 18 years old. Last year, 2020, he's got 600 yards in the six games he played in. He was hurt. Last year, 1,286 in 11 games. I mean, this dude is an absolute machine. He's going to play with an elite NFL quarterback on a team with really only Amari Cooper and David Njoku, if you believe. I mean, that wide open target competition, I am all in to get David Bell. What do you think about that, Walt? Yeah, I you know, and I remember watching David Bell, obviously, you know, playing the Wolverines, and he he is he is a damn good player. Um, and like you said, once the Watson thing gets gets straightened out, he is going to have uh, uh, someone that can throw the ball to him. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a great pick. Um, almost makes me makes me wish I would have picked him for Brendan. I'm sure Brendan would probably agree. Um, but you know, it is what it is. He, he's got a sky Moore might be able to come in and produce year one. David Bell might have to wait a year, you know, before he starts putting up uh, really good numbers. So, but yeah. it's a great pick. What do you think, Corey? I mean, I, I think it's a crap shoot here. Now I think we're getting to this point where I, I like a, a couple other wide receivers more. I think they got higher, more upside, but, uh, I think sky Bell, uh, uh David <laughs> Bell has geez, sky Bell. 
David Bell has the uh, probably the, the best floor, and so I think uh, you know when uh, Sean Watson gets back, I think he uh, should have no problem being on the field all the time. All right, all right. On to one thirteen. This is Kellen's pick. Corey, you're up. Man, if I'm Kellen, this is not how I want the draft to fall. I, I, I'm hope I, I'm guessing he's thinking. I hope at least Rashad White, James Cook, or Damian Pierce fall here because I think now taking uh, Chris Olave at uh, 107, you kind of like a running back, especially with the, with the Cam Akers question marks and Rashad Penny's injury history. And so we got to go. We got to go wide receiver here because I just don't see there's a running back that's uh, worth uh, picking the first round. So uh, I will take my favorite wide receiver on the board still, and that's Christian Watson, uh, uh, wide receiver from North Dakota State. I just I watched filmed it on him today and like i know he's in the fcs and it's different competition but dude that dude looks like a guy that should play on sundays he, he can catch the ball he's route running like really good and i just with aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and really Devonte adams gone like i don't see a reason why christian watkins can't come in there day one and be a a, a starter from the day one okay what do you think walt I think that that's a great pick. Um, actually, Christian Watson probably, in reality, is probably going to go a little bit earlier, in my opinion, in our actual draft. And I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think his landing spot's great. You know, he, he's other than my my boy, uh, the Lazard King, you know, he really don't have too much competition there um, in Green Bay. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um, and I, I don't, I don't get into that um, small school stuff too much. Um, you know, if you, people put in, are put in the right situation with um, probably the second best quarterback to ever play. I hate to say that cause he's freaking Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think it's just a good landing spot for him. And this would be a, a great addition for a Kellen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no issues with the pick, I guess for me, <clears throat> looking at our draft board here, um, knowing that, you know, we haven't selected an IDP yet. And historically, usually that first one comes off the board between 10 and 13. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I looking up, I, I don't, we really have propped running back up. You know, I yeah, don't we have. know if that's going to actually be the case now that you only have to, you only required to start one. Um, yeah. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't think we've made any bad picks here. You know, there's, there's definitely some guys that, you know, are questionable, but they have massive holes on their roster. So do you pick for need or do you, do you pick what you think the best player available is? So I know a lot of times in, in NHFL, FFL history, we, we have seen teams pick for need really more than, than best player available. So um, I'm kind of surprised that a guy like Aiden Hutchinson or Devin Lloyd is still here or even Kyle Hamilton. Um, but that's the beauty of it. You know, these guys uh, coming up here in the early second really have some, some great IDP assets coming their way. Um, but Christian Watson, I have no problem with it. You're playing with Aaron Rodgers. I'm in. I got second round draft capital. The second round Packers wide receivers historically. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a pick most of the time. So I got nothing, no problems here. All right, well, you are up with Kellen's pick at the last pick in the first round here at 14. Well, there you go. I'm about to crack crack that ice, break the ice, I should say. Um, so Kellen, he's he's got a strong defensive line group and he's got a more of a glaring hole in my opinion well if you look at it statistically um, at linebacker um, 
Hey, sucks at linebacker. Just say it. But it, truth. Yeah. But it's hard, you know. In that's in this, if he was in this situation, this scenario, would he? He's a he's a Detroit Lions homer, but he's not a Michigan homer. Um, I don't know personally if he's if he likes Aaron Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, or what his thought process, you know, with him coming to Lions would be or anything like that. Um, but with the strength of his defensive line group, I, I think that it would be a, a no-brainer to go with uh, the best linebacker um, in the draft, and I would have him taking Devin Lloyd from Utah. Okay. What do you think about Devin Lloyd here, Corey? Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I think it was time for a defensive player. Um, Kellen, yeah, his, you know, I think he's uh, filled some of his, his offensive needs so far this draft. And so uh, I think it's time to go defense, and I think uh, Lloyd's the best IDP player this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got no problem. He definitely fits a need. I, Yes, Kellen is a Lions fan. Yes, he – I, I don't think he hates Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's got respect for him, but I don't I don't think he's in a situation where he could sink any more assets into that D line. I think he's yeah, going they, the opposite. I think he's going to try to sell D line. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson's not sliding to the second round. Neither is neither is uh, Devin Lloyd. So I mean, I know you just touched on that not too long ago, but yeah. they're not sliding to the second round. Yeah, but so let me ask you guys this: because so we made some picks here. So like I'll I'll say mine here with Rich. Rich at two, at one twelve. If I'm rich at 112, does it make more sense to take a dart throw wide receiver like a David Bell or a, a lineman like an Aiden Hutchinson or a linebacker like Devin, Devin Lloyd or a Kyle Hamilton? You know, I, I could 100% hear the argument either way. Um, at the end of the day, when you're trading players, that wide receiver, if he hits, is more valuable than that D-line or linebacker if they hit. So that's why I personally have him go there. Um, yeah. But I agree with you guys. I It'd be it'd be surprising to me if Aiden Hutchinson got all the first round, and if he did, I would be making trying to make, trying to make moves. I'll be honest. Right. And for the most for the most part, what I was doing, I was going by like you know their their glaring needs, you know, on yeah. their roster. Yeah. So I was trying to fill those holes, and now we're to a point where you know those defensive players, uh, you know, there's might not necessarily be a need more of a glaring need on defense, but they still can add depth and things like that. So that's when these picks will start, you know, rolling over to that side. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt there. All right. So we will go ahead and recap the eight through 14 here. So at 108, Arico took Rashad white 109. Jeff took James cook 110. Arico took Damian Pierce 111. Brendan takes sky Moore. 112. Rich takes David bell 113. Kellen takes Christian Watson. 114, Kellen takes Devin Lloyd. All right, so we are on to 2.01. Corey Hagerman is up, um, and I have that pick, and I'm going to go ahead and just do it. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, it's got to it's got to happen here. I do believe Corey is a Lions fan. You know, he does have some need at defensive line. It's not it's not a glaring need by any means. You know, he's got a, a decent player there on DeForest Buckner, but uh, his other two guys, Larry Ogunjobi. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is what he is. D tackle. I do like Zadarius Smith in Minnesota, especially across from Daniel Hunter. I think it's a hell of a spot for him. But adding Aiden Hutchinson, adding the best pass rusher in the draft, to me, the best defensive player in the draft. You know, obviously I'm extremely biased on this one, being a Michigan and a Lions guy. But I mean, this this is a guy to me that I want on my team. This is a Bosa. That's that's the way I see this. So I'm all in on Aiden Hutchinson. What do you think, Corey? How yeah, you? I love it. Yeah, I love it. You love think, it. Uh, Even the Michigan State. Yeah, guy loves it. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a Lions fan, and I think uh, you know he 
he's got that JJ Watt in him where I think he's just going to be a really strong, smart, use his hands well. And I think, uh, you know, Dan Campbell's talking about going to more four down guys. And I think uh, that's going to help Aiden Hutchinson. So I love the pick. I like, I agree. I don't think he falls out of the first round. And Walt, you kind of talked a little bit already. Do you want to say anything more? Uh, I love it. I, I'll say this in out of years of watching the draft, um, you know, and Lions have notoriously picked, you know, on the top 10 for numerous years. Um, Aiden Hutchinson was the first guy that I clearly remember that was happy to be drafted by the Lions. He was legitimately stoked. Like he was like, yes, you know, he, he was really just happy about it. And that kind of, I loved him as a, because I'm a Michigan fan, loved watching him um, play there. And then for the Lions to get him, it's great. Um, But uh, for for him to love going, to want to be there, want to play for Dan Campbell and his system and and the dudes, that type of guy, it just made me like him even more and makes me think this dude's going to come out and just, just eat from day one. And, I don't know. I, I just I, I have high expectations. I hope he doesn't choke and let every all of us <laughs> down. But but yeah, I, I love it. Love the player. Love the pick. And yeah, if if uh, Hagerman would be probably doing backflips um, or quarter somersaults off ladders, <laughs> if, uh, if uh, Aiden Hutchinson was there for him at two point oh one. Yeah, no doubt. All right, 2.02, Arico is up. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I think Enrico's bummed because I thought he's, he's staring Aiden Hutchinson right in the face, and he's like, oh, my God, is this guy really going to fucking follow me? Because, uh, you know, he's already had a couple picks in the first round, took two off the play. He, he's he got a glaring need at uh, defense vent. I mean, he's got Chandler Jones, who's like 32, and then uh, who else does he have? He's got uh, Shaq Barrett, who's almost 30. I mean, those guys, you know, they're producing well, but you only got two of them, and they're over, both are almost um, – over 30 years old. So I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau here. I think uh, he's, you know, with this whole no true position thing, that's, that saves us for that issue. You know, he did his, his numbers speak for themselves. He was, you know, going into last year, he, people were talking about him being the one-on-one pick of, of this year's draft. Uh, and so, you know, he, he's, he's a special talent. Uh, you know, hopefully the giants don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. What do you think about Thibodeau here? Walt? I, I think he's a, uh, Oh, a good talent. Um, I'm still happy that the Lions chose him or chose uh, Hutchinson over him. I know that there was kind of flip-flop talks back and forth that the Lions may may be in love with Thibodeau over Hutchinson, but the dude is the dude's a freak. He's a monster. Um, I hope that uh, you know he can come into the uh, to the Giants and, and, and put up big numbers and. Um, I think he's he's going to do that personally, uh, like unless Corey, what Corey said, unless the Giants somehow fuck it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good pick there. Um, we got a breaking alert here. HFFL Schefter says that uh, Aiden Hutchinson does not make it past ten. So whether that be a Rico or a trade up, that's that's the uh, the news on the show wow, here. So that's big news. Yeah, it's big news. We'll see we'll see if that actually pans out or not. We'll see what these sources if they're any good. Does that come from Insider Mike Hill? I don't know. HFFL Schefter. We'll see. All right. On to 203. We got Corey Hagerman again. Walt, you are up. He took uh, Aiden there at 201, and I believe that is his only pick to this point. It is. 
Yeah, so looking at his roster, Corey, you have four quarterbacks on your roster. Dude, you need to shed some weight there. You need to get rid of two of them. Um, whether you hang on to the young stu- or the young guy and Zach Wilson and get rid of Tannehill and Winston, um, you're, you're, he's, he's wasting some roster spots there. And I, I'm preaching to the choir because this guy here had four tight ends on his roster last year. And I think <laughs> two of them, yeah, two of them, one of them was in my taxi squad. So, yeah, you need to, you need to free up some spots there. Um, but looking at his running backs, you know, he's got Nick Chubb, Singletary, Swift. He's, he's pretty good there. Some depth could, um, could be used. Uh, but, you know, we're at the dart. We're, we're still at the, the dart throw with running backs. Um, he's got Keenan Allen. Uh, Rashad Bateman could be, you know, someone that then improves off his rookie year with, you know, having more targets in Baltimore, Chris Godwin. Um, so he's got some decent receivers. Um, I know we're kind of in that, that defensive, uh, um, mindset right now, but looking at his defense, he, he could use DN, he could use, uh, you know, linebacker as well. Um, so with the, with the, you know, there's needs all over the board. So, um, in my opinion, it is going to be one of those best player in my, this is my opinion, of course, best player available scenarios, and it's going to be on the defensive side. Um, and I am going to select for him. Actually, no, I'm not because he is currently um, behind my boy. Uh, how do you say his name? Foyasade? Foyasade Luakon? Isn't Nicobe Dean behind him? No, they don't even play on the same team. Okay, well, never mind. So, so there, there's someone I, I'll have to look it up. There's a rookie linebacker that's – that's. Uh, You're thinking of Troy Anderson, but Foysay left Atlanta. Oh, Foysay no, in Jacksonville, didn't he? He's with Devin yes, But he's not so Devin They're both going to play. Yeah, they'll both play. But I'm, I'm going to go uh, the second-best linebacker on the draft here. I'm going to Kobe Dean for Corey. Okay. What do you think about that, Corey? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I think, I think there's some better players available still. Um, I don't think uh, I would go there, but um, I mean, I'm not looking at Cordy's team right now, but if it's uh, if it's a need of his, I don't mind it. I mean, he is the best running back or linebacker available. So if that's a need, then take it. Yeah. Um, for me, <clears throat> I don't hate to pick at all. Um, I think that if I'm Corey, there's, there's one defender I'd rather have above him. And then there's a couple wide receivers. I would be taking dart throws on. Uh, just because Corey has, I, I do. I love Keenan Allen. Obviously, oh, crap. I love, Allen. love Rashad Bateman. He says, Oh crap. I love Rashad Bateman this year personally. Um, and then obviously after that though, with Godwin, like, like Walt kind of talked about, and then there's a lot of question marks, right? So taking a guy, you know, like a Jenhan Dotson or, you know, a George Pickens or a John Mechie, like I'm, I'm interested in those kind of guys, you know, to fill out that roster. I, I like to Kobe Dean, Nicobe Dean as much as the next guy, but a linebacker, you know, especially this time of year, you know, you can pick a 170 point linebacker off the free agent market right now. So I would personally go wide receiver there, but not, like I said, not mad at the pick. The guy's an absolute stud. Well, I was going to say that Kyle Hamilton would have been a, a you know, he, he is, I think we'll um, be hearing about him shortly. Yeah. He is uh, the best defender on the board still, but I'm um, looking at Corey's team. You know, he, he's, he's got a little bit more depth at, uh, you know, in his uh, uh, DBs. So 
but yeah, it still would have been nice to, you know, plug in a Kyle Hamilton and that probably would have or should have been the, the, the choice there. Or like you guys said, a dart throw at a receiver or something, but yeah, it is what it is. Not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. He's a good player. All right. 204, uh, Matt Kobe here. I'm up and I'm going to go ahead and put my money where my mouth is. Um, even though I, I love Kyle Hamilton, um, Jahan Dotson just makes too much sense here. First round NFL draft capital, wide open depth chart, other than scary Terry, you know, he, uh, Quarterback upgrade to Carson Wentz. I know a lot of people hate Carson Wentz, but his numbers last year were much better than people are willing to give him credit for. Um, Kobe needs wide receivers. He's needed wide receivers for the last few years. He struggled to be able to get guys in the room. You know, he was able to add Jamison Williams earlier in this mock. Now he adds Jahan Dotson. I mean, that's two wide receivers with first good first round draft capital, both of them in the top 17 or 18, something like that. Uh, so I, I think it's a great fit there for Kobe. What do you think here, Corey? I mean, I get the draft capital. Um, I just, I don't know. There's how many skinny, short black guys do well in the NFL at wide receiver? Not many. They always just get it. They always just get hurt. Ninety percent of them. They always get hurt. They always get hurt. And so there's just like so like no like short though. Like he's skinny and short. So like I don't know. I mean I get the draft capital and I, he might be good, but uh, I just don't like the one to Penn State because I don't like Penn State. And so uh, yeah, there's a couple. There's one more guy at wide receiver that I think it has a huge upside. So, but I don't mind the pick. Okay, what do you think, Walt? I like it. I think, like you said, there's uh, you know you got scary Terry. That's that's basically who he has to compete with um, for targets. Um, I th- I like Penn State wide receivers. I mean Chris Godwin. Yeah, I've had good luck. I remember snagging that guy with the fourth. You used yeah, to have him yeah, on my team. Thank you. Yeah, what a douche. <laughs> that was a good day. I was very happy about that day. That was a good thing. That was a good uh, email to wake up to. Walt has accepted your trade. I liked that one. All right, um, on to 205 here. Scott Norman is up. Corey, you are picking for Scott. Ooh, let's see here. You know, you know, I know Kyle Hamilton's still there. Um, but you know, he's pretty good at, at safety. Like, I don't think that's a glaring need for him. Uh, he's already got two wide receivers and a running back so far in this draft. His team still sucks though. And, uh, so I think what I would do here is I'm actually gonna take the first tight end. I'm gonna take Trey McBride here, uh, from Colorado state. He's all he had is all he has right now is Hunter Henry. Uh, and you know, I don't think Hunter Henry's a world beater. I mean, last year at Colorado State had 90 catches, 1,121 yards, uh, you know, average 12.5 yards per set reception. I, th- I think uh, he's fallen into a, uh, a backup to Zach Ertz, and Zach, old, Zach Ertz is older than any of us. And that means he's really old. Maybe not Walt. Sorry, take that back. Um, <laughs> Jim, he's older than Jimmy and I. And so I think, uh, you know, next year, Trey McBride could fall into a great spot with, you know, I think Kyler Murray's still going to be there. Uh, and so I, I think he's an opportunity to be a really good uh, tight end there uh, in Arizona. Oh, Trey, two moms. I like it. Yeah. I like it. What do you think, Walt? Yeah, I think that uh, it's it's a good pick. You know, it's top tight end off the board. Um, none of these tight ends were really, you know, you, none, there's no flashy names, you know, with the, this tight end group. But um, you're, you're looking at uh, nearly the middle of the second round and you, you're ar- taking arguably the best tight end on the board. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good pick. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's more likely to be a Kyle Hamilton or, you know, a wide receiver. Um, I totally have to correct myself here because 
I gave Kobe Jahan Dotson, and that's the pick I'm going to stick with. But I totally forgot that George Pickens was on the board, and Kobe is yeah. in love with George Pickens. So yes, <laughs> I totally yes, screwed. I totally screwed that up. My bad, Kobe. Uh, but Trey Two Moms, not a bad player at all. I mean, hell of a hell of a stat line there in college. Love his offense. I, I've got no issues with that pick. Um, I just don't see Scott all of a sudden now investing in the tight end when he just really hasn't done it too much before. Um, I think he was the one that traded Noah Fant to Kobe at one point. I might be misremembering that, but I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't even know. He's traded a couple of tight ends. I know he traded, um, oh boy, they got a bunch of money for New England. Uh, traded him to Julian, whatever the hell that dude's name is. I can't think of it right now. Whatever. It'll come to me. The dude from Tennessee? Yes. Whatever his the name is. The dude from Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Come on, Walt. Saying. Help us out. Yeah. Here. New from Tennessee. The dude from Tennessee. Tennessee. He doesn't have him anymore. So. He got more money than Hunter Henry. What is yeah. his name? Everybody's yelling right now in the chat. What the fuck? You can't remember this? Well, whatever. Um, I can't. I can't. Yeah, it is what it is. I can, you know, It's a good pick. I have no issue with the pick. I just think there's a better player on the board. All right. Let's move on to 206. Kobe is up. Walt, you are up for Kobe's pick here. Well, he's got um, he's got two running backs on his roster, and they both play for the same team. I was originally going to go um, with uh, – by the way, it's to, answer, it's, to, it's to answer our question earlier and when we were talking about the trade um, that uh, included Cordero. Well, the running back behind him is Tyler Algier oh, there you um, go. from BYU. Um, not a huge, not not a huge name. name. Damn it, he put up, some, he put up some de- decent stats. I mean, he didn't get uh, get a lot, you know, uh, of opportunities, but he did put up some decent stats. But like Jimmy said, Kobe is in love with George Pickens. Yeah, Absolutely he, yeah. in love with him. Yeah. Um, and if he's on the board at two oh six, which I doubt he will be, he won't um, be because Kobe would take him at two oh four. Right. So. <laughs> He is taking them here at 206 because yeah. he, he just went past on this player. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what do you think about Pickens there, Corey? Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, uh, I think he's got a, a shit ton of talent. It's just who's going to be throwing the ball for how long. And he, I think uh, for Kobe, it's great because, I, again, it's another guy that's going to maybe a year or two down the road before you're going to see like top 20 wide receiver production. So for Kobe, for who's guy who's rebuilding, and keeps rebuilding and rebuilding. Um, <laughs> he he. George Pickens should be a, would be a good pick. Yeah, uh, I'm big fan of George Pickens. His highlights are, are fun to watch. They don't quite make me splooge, but I love his fight. I love his fire. You know, that's that's the kind of guy that, you know, if I'm looking for a wide receiver, I want somebody willing to punch you in the mouth. So I, I do like that about him. Yeah, uh, and so you I, got a chance to see him live. Yeah, we did. We did. He messed us up pretty good, didn't he? <laughs> um. Yeah, that hurts. Whatever. It's over done with all right so on to 207 the caveman is up here he made his pick there in the first he took james cook um, he has not had another pick since looking at his team um, i kind of talked about it in that little team overview we did obviously he needs tight end you know but with trey two moms off the board that's not really an option for him um, the top couple d linemen are off the board he does have quitty down here He's got already a pretty good investment in that defensive backfield. He's got a really good unit. He could really use a linebacker. Patrick Queen and Jamin Davis have not panned out uh, currently to the way that Jeff would like. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Jeff a guy that I don't know. Maybe this is me just being stuck in the the pre-draft hype and the pre-draft, you know, this guy coming into last year was XYZ. 
you know, Isaiah Spiller was a guy who coming into last year, a lot of people thought he was the top running back in the draft, potential first round pick. I mean, he was an absolute monster at Texas A&M. And then he just kind of fell off and kind of forgotten. And then he gets, he goes to the chargers. And I know that Jeff does have um, Austin Eckler and that. So, I mean, there is some, some nice niceness there for him and that he kind of gets a little handcuffed, even though I think they're totally different players. Um, but Isaiah Spiller is a guy that I think in two or three years can easily be leading that backfield with Justin Herbert and, and everybody's looking at him like he's a top, you know, a, a top two round, you know, startup player. So I love the talent. I love the situation. I love it here in the mid second. I had no issues you know, taking that kind of a shot. So I'm going to go ahead and just lock that one in. What do you think, Corey? Yeah. I, I like the fact that he had the starter. I think that just fits in really well. I think Isaiah Spiller, yeah, like you said, he was going to, he was, you know, you, you listened to podcasts last year. He was a top three pick this in this draft. Uh, kind of underwhelming this year. I don't think he's got great vision. He's kind of slow. Um, his, I think his 40 time was really slow at the combine or something. And uh, But, you know, when you, I, I don't I like the handcuff to hear in the middle of the second. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. What do you think, Walt? Good pick. Handcuff. Potential. Good pick. Hey, I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's recap here the top seven. At 201, Corey Hagerman takes Aiden Hutchinson. 202, Orico takes Kayvon Thibodeau. Corey 3, Corey, or Corey 3, 2.03, Corey takes Nicobe Dean. 2.04, Kobe takes Jahan Dotson. 2.05, Scott takes Trey McBride. 2.06, Kobe takes George Pickens. 2.07, Jeff takes Isaiah Spiller. And Corey, you are up at 2.08 with Orico. All right. Well, Orico's taking two running backs and two defensive players. And I- so I, I I just have to be the one that takes my like this is one of my favorite players of the whole draft and like if I had a second round pick I would just be finding a way to get him but uh, I I took uh, wide receiver Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama going to Dallas I I watched film on Jalen Tolbert today tell about oh man I was splurging <laughs> this dude like his numbers in college are like stupid he had fourteen hundred yards. Uh, this past year, 82 catches, eight touchdowns. Like, did, I know it's South Alabama, but this dude is a freak athlete. Like, like I, he, how do I say this nicely? He's really, like, he seems like a very dumb, super athletic freak that if he can just, like, get his head right and, like, play football the way he he can, like, I think he's one of the best players in this draft. I mean, he's now he, – now, Amari Cooper's gone. So it's just C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup's always hurt. Like, they've already come out and said, like, he's going to be the third wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Uh, I think Dallas is going to throw the ball a shit ton this year. And I think I would have taken him over Christian Watson, uh, dude from Penn State. Like, I think this guy is an elite athlete. Okay. What do you think, Walt? I, to be honest, I don't know much about him. So I'm going to take Corey's word for it. Good pick, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I've definitely seen the hype. Um, he's definitely been getting hyped up, you know, potential starter now uh, with the injuries going on there. With So, yeah, I mean, it's number one offense last year, number one scoring offense in the NFL. So I'm not mad at that pick in the middle of the second round here. So especially with, with numbers like he did have in college. All right, 2.09. Rich is up. Walt, you're up to make that pick. Rich is up. So Rich, let's look at his. He's got Trevor Lawrence and Jimmy G. Oh boy, Rich, Jimmy G. You might as well just drop him. <laughs> drop him and get him off your team, feller. If he goes to Seattle, though, if they if they make a trade for uh, Jimmy G, mm-hmm. 
there still might be a shed of hope for him. Um, but Rich, you know, he's tore down his team. He, he's full rebuild mode. So he's looking, you know, to add as many playmakers as he can. Um, I'm going to do a homer pick for Rich uh, at this point. Um, you know, there's there's still a D, I still think that there's a def, uh, decent receiver on the board. There's probably a couple, and, and um, there's John Mechie out there from Alabama. I'm going to go ahead and plug him in here for Rich. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that at all. What do you think about John Mechie there, Corey? Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, um, yeah, I don't mind it. You're right here. You're late second. Uh, you know, he's played at Alabama. So if you can say you picked a Alabama wide receiver in the late seconds, you know, usually a good pick. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no issues with him. I thought John Mechie, you know, coming into last year, I, I just assumed he was going to be a first-round pick in our drafts. That's just, you know, Alabama wide receiver, had the production, had the hype. You know, it, it didn't really – he got kind of overshadowed by Jamison Williams, but he didn't have a bad year. I mean, he was still a good player. So, um, I, I love taking that shot on a wide receiver here in the mid-second, especially a rebuilding team like Rich, you know, who's, who's trusting the process at this point. You take those dart throws, you see how these guys pan out, and you flip them or you keep them or however you want to do it, but – got to take those darts all right 2.01 Arico's up um, I am picking for him and I cannot sit here and look at this name any longer I just can't do it um, in 2018 I'm sitting at the lake with the Lynch boys um, a yeah. young man by the name of Derwin James falls to me at 211 and life is good uh, this is the best safety in my opinion since Derwin James he is amazing these Lynch boys make me watch freaking Notre Dame games all the time that dude is a joy to watch for all three years he was there, he was an absolute stud. Um, I do not say that very often about Notre Dame players. I think, you know, they got a tight end coming up next year. He's going to be pretty studly. I thought Chase Clay's pool was all right. You know, I thought Josh Adams was all right. I, I kind of like Kyron. Um, but, man, this dude, this dude is a stud. I think he's an absolute steal here late in the second round. I think this is a 200-point oh, yeah. safety from day one. I think he's, he's plug and play. I would love to get my hands on Kyle Hamilton. Let's go ahead, Walt. Yeah, and I can hear it now, especially, you know, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be with Jeff this weekend for um <laughs> Jimmy's sister's sister Holly's wedding. And it's not gonna be just this pick, it's gonna be every pick. Oh, you know, you picked so and so so late. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, we understand that. We know it's not gonna happen. We're just having fun here and doing it. And 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 looking at it, I was like, man, I, I kept passing, like I could have had plugged. Kyle Hamilton in for Rich's team. I could have plugged him in four or five picks ago for who I've been picking for because he's just that good. It don't matter if these teams, um, you know, do have quality depth at safety or DB. You still, they're still not going to, um, in reality, pass up on this guy. This guy could go on the bottom half of the first round in our actual draft. Um, and maybe yeah, he, he should. Honestly, yeah, maybe he should. I mean, the name we all talked about it. There is a clear drop at eight that goes yeah. down to, frankly, where we're at. Like, none of these dudes are that much better than the other guys. Like, it, it, yeah, it is a and lot. I, and, I, and I was in the same situation where, you know, I, I watched him too in, in some games. You know, I didn't have the Lynch boys, you know, in my ear, but I did watch and I was like, man, this guy is good. And I, yeah, and, and there's a point where I'm like, dude, if the Lions don't get Aiden Hutchinson, I would rather them get Kyle Hamilton. You know, that, that was, that was kind of my stance, you know, on who they, who they drafted. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's going to be a bona fide stud. Yeah. What do you think, Corey? 
Yeah, I think this, this is a result of us every, having every third pick and trying yeah. to predict and trying to, you yes. know, before we get here, we're trying to predict who's going to go. And so we focus on a couple group of guys. And one guy just falls because we're just assuming he's going to go earlier and we don't do, you know, we don't think about him. So, yeah, no way he's here at 210. Um, yeah, if, if this happened, it'd be a freaking dream. But I, I, happen, I have though. no doubt. This does happen. I mean, it does. Yeah, it does. But for the best safety um, I, I think a clear, you know, top five IDP guy rookie this year. I think that's just not going to happen, but it's yeah. Two tens an obvious pick here. Yeah, for sure. All right. Two eleven. Enrico back up. Uh, Corey, you are up. So yeah, he's gone. Man, he's had a lot of picks, two running backs. He's taking yeah. Aiden Hutch. Or, so let me, let me read his off real quick. So Rico, Rashad White, Damian Pierce, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jalen Tolbert, Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> he's back up at two eleven. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to go back to defensive end here, and I think just my favorite player available, and it's not Trayvon Walker, is actually George Karlofidis. Uh, I think he's, you know, he, he the, the situation he's going to in Kansas City is just like there's nobody to compete. And you have Frank Clark and Michael Dana. I don't even know who fucking Michael Dana is, and that's it. And so, like, you know, I think, he, you know, going into, again, maybe last year, this guy was thinking about being a top 10 pick of the draft. And so, uh you know, he, he, he had a great career at Purdue, and uh, I think uh, he's he's going to put up some big numbers for Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. What do you think, Walt? Dude, when you think about Big Ten, you know, a lot of times you think of linemen and defensive linemen. Um, the, they're like bred out of the Big Ten. You know, you always got good linemen coming out. You know, you got the Wisconsin's, the Iowa's, the Michigan's, and the defensive linemen. They're just tough. They're like a different breed. They're really tough and, and just gritty players. And he is one of those guys that's, you know, going to come to work and put in put in his, you know, work and get the job done. I, I think he's a great player, and I think he'll be successful with the Chiefs. So I think it's a good pick. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Karloftis. I, I think he is one of those guys who is just a stud. I mean, we kind of like a, a Gregory Rousseau, you know, a guy who is, has been good for a while and everybody is kind of, you know, whatever he is, what he is. But Karloftis can play. And in Kansas City, you know, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. He's going to get a lot of pass rush snaps. You know, I, I think he's a good player. So I, I like that pick there for Rico. All right. On to 212. Uh, this is Mike Hill's pick. I think this is his only pick here. Oh, no, that's not Mike's pick anymore. He just traded that to Julian. This is Julian's pick. Oh, I shit. I update the sheet. That's my fault. Julian well, is up because he made the trade, um, giving Josh Jacobs, getting back Cordero Patterson, CJ Mosley, 212. Uh, so Julian is on the clock here, Walt. Can you, read off the, can you read off what Julian's taken so far? Because I... Julian's pick. He took Brees Hall at 1.01. He took Traylon Burks at 1.05. And that is all of his picks to this point. Okay, so running back, receiver. So yeah. defenses, you know, I, I totally for, missed that too. I had Mike down and I was going to do uh, best player available just for grins and gigs. Mike, um, if, you're, if you listen, um, I was going to be looking at a QB for you. Uh, and I know you, you played QB uh, in college and you're a little bit of a QB snob. Um, so I was going to, I was going to pick one here for you because we were getting to the point where I thought a, a QB would be sliding off the board. Um, are you going to go baby hands pick it or were you going to go somewhere else? What's that? I'm just curious. Were you going to go baby hands pick it or are you going to go somewhere else? 
I was actually going to go somewhere else. I was going to go with Desmond Ritter, oh, the Falcons. Okay. I, I'm big fan, Desmond Ritter. I out of, out of all the quarterbacks, he's the one I prefer. Um, I mean, I know Pickett's in a good landing spot, but so is Desmond Ritter. I mean, you got Mariota um, that you're going to learn learn from for a season or so, and then you know move into that spot. But I'm not making that pick for Mike. So um, back to Julian. Julian, his, his biggest needs, obviously, uh, on defense, um, you know, uh, pulling up his roster, he, he's, he still needs some help at, uh, at linebacker. Um, uh, this, this is going to be a pick that um, people are going to, you know, they're not going to, oh, this is the guy I was thinking of that was, I'm not going to pick him. I was going to give some love to a boy that Ryan and I both are in love with. Um, we're both in love with the Wyoming linebacker, Chad Muma, but he is um, buried on the depth chart in Jacksonville. Um, so he, he's not going to, you know, crack that depth chart anytime soon. Um, but, you know, he would be a great player to stash. I know Ryan's probably going to be pissed because he's probably wanting to snag Chad up in later rounds if he has picks in the later rounds or hope that he uh, makes it for, to free agency. Um, but he won't make it past me. I have later picks and he will be on my roster if uh, he's there. Um, so long story short, I, I'm going to <laughs> add more um, linebacker depth for, um, for uh, Julian. Julian and I'm going to pick uh, Quay Walker with linebacker for the Packers. Okay. What do you think about Quay Walker, Corey? Uh, no idea. Good job. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So I, I don't have a pick in the draft. I haven't done it in my research as normal. Uh, yeah, so, so I'll jump in. So I guess draft capital means a lot. It does. Quay Walker was a first-round pick. But looking at him versus Nicobe Dean, this is where I struggle, right? So Nicobe Dean starts 25 games. Quay Walker starts 17, okay? When they're both playing, Nicobe Dean's numbers eclipse Quay Walker's without question. Ten and a half uh, tackles for loss here for Nicobe Dean, five and a half for Quay Walker. Six sacks for Nicobe Dean, one and a half for Quay Walker. Two picks, Nicobe Dean, none. Or two picks and interceptions, or excuse me, picks and forced fumbles for Nicobe Dean, none for Quay Walker. So he wasn't making tackles for loss. He wasn't sacking the quarterback and he was not forcing turnovers. So it's like, I, I know he's got that 95th percentile speed score and, and Georgia was incredible last year, but this feels very Trayvon Walker to me, like a guy, a toolsy player. You know, this is like baseball. He got the five tool athlete, you know, the potential is to be the all world player, but there's this guy here who is, you know, his dad was a plumber and they worked on second base footwork skills for <laughs> 20 years, you know, like, <laughs> We're not going with the second yeah. place foot, you know, the second place or second baseman with mm -hmm. the foot skills and the, and the dad beating his ass. We're going with the guy yeah. with the tools. Um, so to me, I, I personally would not take Quay Walker just because the numbers are weird and Green Bay only likes to play one linebacker. And is he actually going to be that guy or is it going to be Devontae Campbell? I don't know. Um, I'm, I would lean towards Troy Anderson or, or Christian Harris, but I do agree with Walt with what he's saying. This has to be a linebacker. Like it has to be. Julian is so, so fucked at linebacker that he has painted himself into a corner where he's either got to take a linebacker here or he needs to trade for a linebacker here, but he's got to do it. Hey, just a little caveat on trading for linebacker. Remember when I was, I, I said, I made a, in our chat, once again, Corey, just to kind of catch you up. I had said <laughs> I made, made an offer to Julian for, Rub it in. for Jacobs. 
Um, my offer for uh, Jacobs was um, Renfro and I believe Singleton. Um, mm. For then that, oh, that was that was my offer. Light. And then I and then I would uh you know I would have even switched out uh, Singleton. We didn't get this far because there's no negotiations. Um, I would have switched out Singleton for Blake Martinez. Um, so that that was kind of you know that was kind of my offer mm. to get Jack Jacobs, but it didn't it didn't happen. Blake Martinez three years ago, I would have been very interested in that. I don't. Well, is Blake Martinez even that guy anymore? Well, the thing is, he's hopefully he's he's healthy, and then now he's got Thibodeau in front of him, you know, rushing the passer. So, who knows, man? If he yeah. if he comes back and is you know eighty five percent of what he was, I still think that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so we are going to move on here to 213. This is Kellen's pick, and I am up. Uh, Champ doesn't have a whole lot of needs here. Really, linebacker and, and you know, I would say DB. You know, he's got all these guys at defensive line, but you can only start three of them. So it'll be interesting to see you know, where he wants to go. Looking at the board here, um, nobody really sticks out as a, as a clear miss on our end, I would say. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Troy Anderson. I think he falls into a nice spot there at linebacker in Atlanta. Good draft capital, but this is a guy, not a lot of experience at linebacker, despite that second round draft capital. I know he played some quarterback, he played some running back, um, but he he goes right into that spot that Foyseta Luacon played and absolutely balled out in, right into that same spot that before him, uh, Devondre Campbell went into and balled out in. Um, that, that position, I don't know what it is about it. Those players in fantasy just freaking eat, so... Troy Anderson, I think it's worth a stab here for Kellen. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I like it. I think uh, he's got some upside. And again, late second. Um, you know, I think he in a couple of years could be a, could be a a starter. Yeah. And uh, if I don't go ahead, Walt, what do you think? Well, he might be starting his uh, you know his his rookie season, right? Because I think he on the depth chart he is. Yeah, he probably will be. I don't know who they're going to start over. No, Let I was thinking starter for, for Kellen, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, because he is slotted as the starter currently. Um, I'm looking at it here. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he's got the opportunity to, to play, you know, 750, 800 snaps, maybe more. I mean, if he can yeah. learn everything, learn the system and, and not just get bombarded coming from a small school and with limited experience at linebacker, basically he's just got to have people run into him, gain five yards, fall down. He gets, he gets oh, I'm sorry. He is not. I just pulled it up. They got currently Deion Jones and Mikel Walker slotted over him. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Mikel Walker. Either. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously training camps around the corner and those depth charts are going to get shaken up. But, but yeah, he, de he definitely has an opportunity to, to uh, carve out a role there for sure. All right, last pick here. Uh, we are at 214. Julian's back up. Corey, you can go ahead and pick for Julian. I mean, I think this is just an absolute no-brainer. I mean, if Julian's sitting here the last pick of the second and the number one pick of the overall draft is still sitting there, you're taking Trayvon Walker. I mean, it's a, it's it's easy. I mean, I, I get it. I know I've heard Ryan talk about his, his stats are not very good in, in college, but he was the number one pick. And so clearly the Jacksonville Jaguars see something in that uh, was worth taking. And so, um, you know, he, he needs defense. He doesn't have any picks next year. So you might as well take a project that could be, that could turn out to be in the late second, a uh, stud. Yeah. What do you think, Walt? Well, I somewhat agree with Corey. I don't, I would not use Jacksonville's 
judgment as <laughs> true, as true. your reasoning. Because didn't they just Fair pay point. Christian Kirk uh, number your number three wide receiver, yes. uh, number one wide receiver yes. money? Yeah, but I agree. True. He 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 is a he is a number one pick. There is, there is talent there. Um, it's just you know he he he's more of a um, people fell NFL people is in love with this guy. He's not one of those those guys that fantasy people are in love with. You know, um, you know they they love the Aiden Hutchinsons, the Thibodeaux. They're not you know really talking about the Trayvon Walker, um, but. This this late, you know, uh, a number one pick, I I, I think it is a no brainer as well. Yeah, um, I the Jags. I mean, I've been a fan of the Jags since since inception. Uh, as a kid, I decided I wanted to be a fan of the expansion team. And then you know we make picks like like Tyson Alu Alu, and and we we suck. I mean, I personally, I think I'd take Jermaine Johnson over tight or over uh, Trayvon Walker here just because anything to take. To not take a jag. I mean, look what they're doing to mm-hmm. my boy Trev. I mean, totally <laughs> ruining, ruining the the golden god. I mean, uh, it's just it's disappointing. But regardless, I 100 percent understand where you're coming from. 2.01 with the last or 1.01 with the last pick in the second round in a league, you know, like ours with, with with scoring the way it is. So I smart pick. I got no issues with it. All right, 208. We're gonna do a little recap here. Orico at 208 takes Jalen Tolbert. Rich at 209 takes John Mechie. Arico again at 210 takes Kyle Hamilton. Arico at 211 takes George Kalaftis. Julian at 212 takes Quay Walker. Kellen at 213 takes Troy Anderson. And Julian wraps us up here with Trayvon Walker. So looking at the list, fellas, do you guys think of any glaring players that we left off of here? Uh, no, I think no, so. No quarterbacks. I mean, no. but are there anybody really worth? I mean, when I took when I took Herbert, it was in the third. Mahomes was in the third. You took Trubisky late or early third. I mean, in the past, up until the last couple of years, the quarterbacks have really dropped. Um, right. I, I don't anticipate Kenny Pickett or any of these guys going in the second round. I, I don't. No. I like Alec Pierce. Uh, I think he's he's going into a good situation, but yep. he's yeah. you know in, in an IDP league, he's probably an early set, early third. Same with Jermaine Johnson. Like I think there's some guys that are could be there, but I. I I wouldn't be surprised if none of those guys make it to this top two, top yeah. two rounds. And then, I mean, there's been love for Zamir White. There's been love for for Romeo Dobbs or Dubs, however the hell you say that. The Green Bay wide yeah, receiver, yeah. he's here yeah. talking him up. Uh, we didn't really hit safety hard because, frankly, historically, safety here really hasn't been hitting hard. Um, obviously, we, me and Walt, love Dax Hill. I mean, in Michigan guys, I love Dax yeah. Hill. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Johnson could be probably looked at as, as a guy who's in play there. Christian Harris is in play there. So yeah, it's you know there's a lot of Louis Cine. I mean there's there's a lot of players. No, I, I like Louis Cine. Yeah, a lot of I players. I like Louis Cine. And then Brisker, yeah, John- I mean, players are going to be terrible. Brisker is going to play a lot of snaps at safety. So yeah, I can't wait to see the Bears be terrible. I am so freaking excited. I hope <laughs> they're like three or four games worse than the Lions. That would make my life. Dude, they got Harry. They're good. <laughs> That's right. I forgot training for elite elite Arizona State wide receivers like Kill Harry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Well, right, what, what, what Ryan would say, though, at least two of those wins would be against the Lions. He would, and he's probably <laughs> right. That's the sad part. Yeah. That's the sad part. Hopefully not this year. I think they get, oh, I think they get seven. The Bears? Against the shitty no, the Lions. Lions. Oh, I think the Lions could get seven. I think they could I get, think seven. get seven. I, I don't think they're going to be that bad. Did you see uh, MCDC's Coach of the Year? He's only plus 1,800. He's like the fifth best odds. 
There's only been one. There's only been one coach in NFL history that has won Coach of the Year with a losing record. Anyone know who that is? No, go ahead. Let's hear it. Jimmy Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, baby. I love only it. Co- only coach to win with a losing nice. record. So that could be, could be Dan Campbell. Could be. He's dude. He's gonna be a freaking star. <laughs> Hard knocks. I, I love him. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. dude. I, I am so he excited is, for Hard Knocks. Yeah, he is going to. He is going to evolve into a freaking like you said, a star. He's, yeah. People are going to fall in love with them. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. All right, fellas. I'm going to hop off here, get this uploaded. I appreciate you guys' time. Um, HFFL, I hope you disagree with us, and I hope you talk shit in the chat. But either way, we're going to find out tomorrow night, Friday morning, whatever it is. Um, we'll get this thing kicked off. All right, fellas. We'll talk at Scott, you guys. You, Scott, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Love it.